Ladies and gentlemen, is the moment you've all been waiting for. I'm your host, Josh. Welcome back aboard the Freedom Express. Well, President Biden has made some interesting comments recently, calling the MAGA movement the most extreme political movement in American history. Listen to him. What happens if you have uh, state changes the law saying that that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children. Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. The most extreme political organization that has existed in American history. Never mind the Democrats that stuffed Japanese Americans into concentration camps uh, during World War II. Never mind the Democrat-run KKK that terrorized African Americans for nearly a century after the Civil War. And then never mind the slave-owning South, by the way, made up of Democrats, who literally seceded from the Union and started a war so they could keep owning other human beings. No, no. Uh... Trump's MAGA crowd, by the way, this was in reference to the overturning of Roe versus Wade, which we'll get to more later. Trump's MAGA crowd uh, wanting to do away with abortion, the most extreme political movement in American history. Extreme by what standards, Joe? I'm sure you want to weigh on in on this and many more issues. Make sure you send in your questions to freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at freedomexpresspodcast. Uh, questions, comments there. Well, in a blink and you missed it moment, the popular and prosperous news network CNN launched a streaming service they dubbed CNN Plus for all you that can't get enough of Brian Stelter and Chris Wallace. Well, it turns out the number of people um, who use the, the platform on a daily basis, basically people bored enough. Uh, to use it, totaled only to about 10,000, which, by the way, is a sixth of the number of people that voted for Kanye West for president in 2020. Here are some other things that are more popular than the now shut down failure known as CNN+. There was a Kickstarter campaign for potato salad that made more money than CNN Plus did for their first month of subscription fees um, from active users. In the U.S. alone, more people died by falling out of bed between 1999 and 2014 than did, than watched CNN+. Um, An Instagram account, which is called the a daily Otis that posts the same picture of a CGI cow every day, and that's it. Has more followers, um, act almost five times as many followers than CNN Plus had uh, active subscribers. Uh, there's a YouTube video of just of paint drying, and that's it. Paint drying, and that had a more views than CNN. Plus, more active viewers. Oh boy! So when you know when paint drying is more popular than your streaming platform, you know you're doing something right to keep that many people away. 
That's got to hurt a little bit. Well, looking forward in this episode, there's a leak. Uh, there's a leaked Supreme Court document that reveals the High Court seems poised to overturn the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, which uh, legalized abortion all over the country. Uh, we'll look at the facts and, of course, in the inevitable meltdown that in- has ensued from the left. We'll also look at some comments by high-ranking political figures and see how that affects us. But first, I know it's been a little while since I've put out an episode, so I wanted to give you another update into my life at University X. While the semester is over, I am officially on summer break, uh, which is um, nice. Kind of sad to be away from my friends, but it'll be nice to not have to do school so much finished well in all my classes, so I'm happy about that one. There was a singular incident that was uh, slightly amusing to people that I told the story to, not so much to me in the moment. So uh, there was in, I'm a part of the Honors College, so we, there and there was an Honors Banquet that I was asked to attend and also take uh, be the official photographer for. So I was walking around uh, taking pictures like photographers do, you know, doing my job. So they had uh, this uh, thing, basically superlative context uh contest they called called it the onis where most likely to do this or most likely to do that you know uh and people voted on it well the very last one it was the most likely to play Deadpool's advocate in class um they read the name and they read out my name and the guy up front he doesn't know me he was looking around for josh and so i went up there this is after i had taken pictures of everyone else that had gone up there right I went up there, and I, uh, and he like kept looking around as if I was uh, quasi invisible to him, right? And I was like, "Hey, hey, that's um, that's me." And he looks at me, looks out, scans the crowd just to make sure there wasn't possibly anybody else that it could be, because um, who wants to give this award to the the photographer, right? Uh, and he reluctantly relinquishes the award to me uh, after scanning the horizon for any other possibility. <laughs> he, he was like, oh, this loser. Apparently I can be more than just a photographer. Who knew? Well, that's just kind of something that's um, that went on in uh, my past month or so. But there are some other things that were interesting that went on this past month. Well, uh, there's a document leak from the Supreme Court of the United States that shows a majority opinion uh, to overturn uh, the 1973 Roe versus Wade decision. Um, the majority uh, was um, opinion was authored by Justice Samuel Alito, um, one of the conservative constitutionalists on the court. Um, now, I wanted to quickly clarify what this meant. Of course, there's this huge uproar that this is the end of abortion as we know it. And I honestly, I wish it was, but it's indeed not. If you happen to know remotely anything about how our system of government works, remember that um, this is only going to throw the issue back to the states, where it honestly should have been this whole time, for the states to be able to decide whether or not they want abortion legal or illegal in their state. This was never an issue for the court to decide at all. Um, But 
an issue that should have always uh, rested with the state. However, several on the left are calling this uh, the court's reversal the end of democracy as we know it. Oh dear, not democracy. Apart from being the standard tagline for anything found remotely offensive by the left, this statement, this claim, is blatantly and ironically unapplicable. Remember, so the Roe decision in 1973 was actually the breach of against democracy. Why? Well, let's take a historical example. Would anybody argue that Brown v. Board of Education was the end of democracy? Remember that Brown versus Board of Education um, overturned the case Plessy versus Ferguson, which said the school segregation was constitution. So Plessy said segregation was constitutional. Brown overturned that, saying that wasn't right. And therefore, segregation is unconstitutional. As we know, segregation is immoral. Plessy was overturned because it was a, uh, was a faulty ruling which denied humanity to an entire group of people. Interesting. How does that sound familiar? And this is not even the end of democracy. Remember, what I just said is throwing it back to the states. In fact, if anything, it's the blossoming of democracy where we get to elect representatives, uh, representative democracy to debate the issues for us. The Supreme Court is not elected. In fact, the furthest, the Supreme Court's uh, Roe decision in 1973 was the furthest thing from democracy that you could possibly get. But no, no, this is the end of democracy. Why? Oh, I, I don't know. It just, it just is. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Does anyone actually know what democracy means? Well, I wanted to quickly revisit, um, I wanted to quickly address this concept of the equivocation of choice and morality. Now, you hear all the time, my body, my choice. <clears throat> and what what does that actually break down to mean? Well, we do have in, an inherent right to choose. That is accurate. But we do not have the right to determine whether that choice was moral or not. Wait, what? Let's let's use this and illustrate this with an example. Say my producer, Mr. Ronnie, decided to kill somebody. No, no, I, I know you wouldn't. Oh, only only if it was me. Oh, well, that's probably fair. I don't pay you that low. But but say he uh, kills me, then right? He can make that choice, but that doesn't mean that whatever choice he makes. Has, is the moral or right decision. Just like I have the ch right to choose whether to steal a car or not. That does not mean if I come to the decision to steal a car, it is the correct decision or the moral decision. Uh, it, let's say in Texas, where, where, uh, in Texas, where abortion is largely illegal, a woman still can choose whether to have an abortion or not. But now... Apart from moral consequences, this now has carnal consequences, where you will be arrested, and you will be fined, and you will be incarcerated. Why? Because 
the law is following the higher moral law. So inherently, this tagline of my body, my choice is a stupid assertion. Of course you have the choice. That doesn't make it right. And it never has. Choices have consequences. Biden has the choice of whether to nuke the world or not. Does that mean that either outcome he arrives at, either decision he makes, is morally correct? No, one of them is most definitely not. Speaking of Biden, I wanted to play um, Biden recently gave a defense of abortion um, saying that all basic mainstream religions uh, align with his point of view. Let's play the clip and then we'll talk about it. What all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded, that right that the existence of a human life and being is a question is it at the moment of conception is it six months is it six weeks is it is it quickening like aquinas argued i mean so the idea that we're going to make the judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the supreme court I think those way So apart from the gr- here, there are a couple different things to uh, break down about this. First, the fact that Biden asserts that all mainstream religions basically agree with him. Number one, a very dangerous assertion by the president of the United States that he somehow gets to determine what all mainstream religions... Well, I can tell uh, what all mainstream religions believe. Well, I can tell you, Mr. Biden, my religion does not agree with your point of view. It is very clear when life begins. At conception... Who gave Mr. Biden the authority to delegate what religions believe what? And this is an inherently dangerous position. All mainstream religions, he says. What does that mean? Christianity, evangelical Christianity, where the majority of people believe that life begins at conception. Not everybody, but the majority. Evangelical Christianity is no longer a mainstream religion by Mr. Biden's standards. How will this differentiation affect freedom of religion? And that we can get into at another uh, episode. I kind of wanted to go into this issue. He says um, ability to abort a child, and that is a key distinction. I believe clearly uh, the pre- uh, uh, the president misspoke when he said child, because we all know that um, abortions are only of fetuses or a clump of cells, and we've talked about this argument uh, before uh, in previous episodes. But remember, you're a clump of cells. Biden's a clump of cells. A clump of cells, by definition, is living, unless it is a dead clump of cells. No one is arguing for the abortion of a dead clump of cells. 
The very notion of abortion is taking life from living cells, also known as a human. But he makes the mistake of assigning the term child to the child in the womb. And I believe he cannot even belittle the baby's humanity by referring it to it than anything other than what it is, a child. There's so many different ways that we could address this. I, I read a NPR article uh, recently talk, implying um, this decision is racist, of course, due to disproportionate, um, uh, it's disproportionate affecting of people of color. Now, um, it is true more people of color have abortions. Um, well, why is this the case? Well, Margaret Singer, remember the founder of the abortion giant Planned Parenthood, was a eugenicist and a known white supremacist. Her goal with establishing Planned Parenthood, we've talked about this before, was the annihilation of the African-American race. And why do we see a um, vast majority of abortion clinics in minority neighborhoods? Because it is the continuation of her vision for the annihilation and destruction of the African-American race. What does the right have to gain? Oh no, this is more racist. There will be more African-American babies. They won't be able to kill them all. Oh, no. How is that racist? The racists are the ones that are wanting to not have to deal with more minority babies. The fewer abortions that you have, the more babies you are going to have. And that's somehow racist to have more babies. But remember, what uh, what does the right have to gain by this? From like a, a like this is not this is not a easy stance to take by any means. Nothing the right has nothing more to gain than the moral satisfaction of doing the right thing. The, the political right is making no money off of this. In fact, many people are projecting that it might possibly hurt them in the midterm. But why are they doing it anyway? Because it is the right thing to do. Now let's think about the political left. What does the political left have to gain by keeping abortion? Well, Planned Parenthood, remember the abortion giant, makes a lot of money. Like, I mean, buku bucks money off of abortions. Which in turn funnels back into Democrats' election funds and election campaigns. According to OpenSecrets.org, which is a, a website... That shows uh, campaign donations. Um, in 2020, Planned Parenthood donated $7 million to Democrats. How much did it donate to Republicans? $164. 
Seven million dollars versus a hundred and sixty-four. Which, frankly, I'm surprised it's that high. Why do you think that Democrats want to keep this cash cow? Why do you think that Democrats want to keep this industry alive? You follow the money trail. It all comes back to re-election. If you don't have money, you can't get re-elected. There are no abortions. There's definitely a lot less money in it for these liberals. Let's turn to some of our questions. Mr. Ronnie, you uh, have some of those up for me. Um, make sure you send them in, of course, to at Freedom Express Podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at Freedom Express Podcast. Well, I had uh, actually a bunch of replies in response to my question sticker on Instagram. Uh, Colin says, about freaking time um, that I return to the airwaves. You're welcome, Colin, and everyone else. Um, we have a comment here. We have a question here from Andrew. Andrew asks, thoughts on Elon and Twitter? Oh, that's a good question. So Elon Musk, the richest man in the world before he bought Twitter, uh, now has uh, purchased Twitter and is promising to make it a free speech platform. Uh, of course, the left is up in arms about this, as they are in defense of anything that is sacred to them. I believe that Elon buying Twitter is going to be a good thing. Elon Musk is not even what I consider a conservative person. He's libertarian, but he's fed up with the woke policies of um, the Twitter board and just... The infringement on free speech, just like the Taliban still has their account, but uh, people like the Babylon Bee and Tucker Carlson have been locked out due to hate speech when the Taliban tweets out death to Israel. Ah, that's kind of interesting. So I believe that a free speech platform will uh, indeed uh, um, go a long way for the betterment of the um, public square. Now, this is not to turn Twitter conservative, but it's to have it be an actual platform where people are free to express their ideas um, just as the people in charge are free to express theirs. In short, Andrew, I think is a very good thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to all of these questions. Let's see if I can take uh, two, maybe two more. Grant asks, what do you think about the proposed de Department of Disinformation? Well, Biden has proposed a uh, um, Department of Disinformation to deal with, um, well, dis quote, unquote, disinformation on the interweb. Uh he, Biden has also promised that it will be nonpartisan, and I don't see that going south at all. Of course, it's going to be nonpartisan. Isn't any Democrat appointed organization completely nonpartisan? Um, no, it's just a complete disaster waiting to happen. It's just kind of like the Ministry of Truth that we see in other uh, dictatorships. The moment the government gets to control the narrative, no matter what it is, we have a disaster waiting to happen. And to wrap us up, uh, 
We have a question here from Bowden. Why are there so many stupid people? Interesting question, Bowden. Um, I, bl- I, I think the proper term would be people that have not yet thought about the opposing point of view. Too often I run across people uh, that have simply been indoctrinated without thinking for themselves. And I believe... I truly believe in the power of the truth that if people were to think about it long enough, they can come to the right idea. So I think it's just a matter of challenging people to think for themselves instead of um, discounting them as uh, ignorant or stupid. And sorry, I had uh, questions from uh, Jackson and Emma. I'll try to get to those next week. Um, definitely going to do a lot better in maintaining a consistent release schedule. Thank you for your questions to Andrew, Colin, Grant, Bowden, uh, all, everybody. Thank you. Uh, make sure you continue sending questions, freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at freedomexpresspodcast. And remember, if you happen to ever have liked Trump at some point, you are worse than every single bad person in America combined. You are the most extreme person. In fact, believe me, no one is more extreme than me when it comes to wanting babies to live. Believe me, actually, it is huge the amount of extreme desire I have for babies to live. In fact, as big as China. Huge, actually. This is the Freedom